Welcome to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Yukar. Every week we bring the tips, tools, and strategies for you to become a world-class public speaker. We bring you guests, experts, and authorities in the field of public speaking to enrich you and enhance your public speaking journey. Remember to subscribe, rate, and comment. And now, please welcome your hosts, Elliot and Jose. The music's finished. What are we doing? Why are we still? Why are we still? Oh, for those of you listening oh. on audio, uh, we're still going robots. We're doing dancing and robot. Welcome to the Public Speaking Expert Podcast. Hello, 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 hello. Jose's turned into robots. So I'll just take over from here. And therefore, the podcast is probably likely to be far more interesting um, than if Jose wasn't being the robot. But you know, Jose, are you still the robot? Not, not any more. Are you sure? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, you turned into some coins. Excellent. So we are here on the Public Speaking Expert Podcast, but we're going to do a slightly different one today, aren't we? Yes, we we? are. We are. We are shaking things up. We are shaking things up. We're going boom, shakalakalaka, boom, shakalakalaka, boom, shakalakalaka, boom, boom, shake, shake the room. Boom, boom, shake, shake the room. Now you've turned into a thunderbird. You well, come I from mean, robot buddy, to being got, a thunderbird. I got the moves. I mean, what is just, that all you about? Just play the tune. You play the tune, and I'll shake it. We're shaking what tune? things up. Didn't we say that? What tune? Well, whatever tune. I mean, you, you. Well, the tune, a tune. Well, you this know, you tune. You say boom, shakalaka. You just go. Peter, where are you? I'm on Riverside, mate. Is that is that the tune you're talking about? Uh, well, I don't know how to dance to that tune, but that could be a <laughs> tune as well. Is that the song of the heart? That is the song from my corazón. Yes. Oh, corazón Latino. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I, I could play you this tune. I don't think this is the tune you're talking about, is it? Five, four, three, two, one, let's go. But that wasn't the tune wow, you talking about. that was about, powerful. Right? Yeah? No, that wasn't the tune, but it do... Well, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't talking about a specific tune, but thank you for playing that one because I'm energized. I'm going to go to bed now. Thank you. <laughs> you're energizing. You're going to go to bed. All right, let's do this. Are you ready? We're going to do a slightly different episode today. We're going to do a slightly different episode. We have scrolled the internet and we have picked the top most famous, popular questions about public speaking we've also collated them from our clubhouse room by the way as well so we've taken a whole combo the most popular questions ever asked and here's what i'm going to do i'm going to quick fire them at jose and see what he answers thank you and then we might circle back and do it you know and just have a conversation about the different questions and then there's going to be a part two where he does it to me so part one jose i'm going to fire them at jose part two he's going to fire them at me and then we're going to see what they say. And then we might have a conversation about it. Jose, it looks like you want to say something. Say it, man. I haven't got anything to say anymore. I'm just curious about the questions because I haven't actually seen them. You found them. You sent them to me, but I haven't seen them. So I'm curious about what you're going to be Yeah, even me. better. Makes it more exciting. La, 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 very exciting. La, 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 Far away. Hit me. very excited. Okay, you ready? Are you ready? Born ready. Oh, I like that. Ready. 
Here we go. Question number one. What is more important, content or delivery? Both. One wouldn't go without the other. Content and delivery go together. Imagine you've got incredible content, you've got an incredible presentation, your keynote, whatever, but then you haven't practiced your delivery. How do you think that message is going to land? And the opposite works the same way. You may be a great speaker, you may have done even comedy and you're great, but if your content is not strong enough, then it's not going to have an impact in the audience. So I would say the two are very important. I would say the science of your content with the art of the delivery. Go hand in hand, people. I'm Jose and I'm done speaking. Question number two. How can I better be prepared to speak off the cuff? Off the cuff? Well, this is what we do at the Public Speaking Experts podcast, week in and week out. So the first thing, insane passion for what you do, what you speak about. So I like to call that a healthy obsession for what you do. So you just love it and you're learning every day. So you're always on the ball and you believe you can. Very important. You believe you can come up with ideas. And there is an element, practice. I didn't start speaking so badly in the same way I do now without practicing. So practice will make it perfect, will make you perfect, but definitely will help you improve and always become better. And then I froze. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Question number three. How do I address a hostile group? Oh, well, Boo! you bring tomatoes. Bring some tomatoes first up front and you throw it you throw it at them first. Mm. Okay. Now, in seriousness, hostile, hostile, hostile crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on how hostile they are. <clears throat> but one. Let's thing go I to the extremity is... of hostility. I mean, they're not lynching so give me, you. Give me an example. Give me an example. They are not. Well, you're speaking. They're, they're not liking you. They're yawning. They're heckling you. They're going. That's not true. I I can't understand you. Go home with your accent. Stuff like that. <laughs> your accent is not your asset or anything. Go home. Well, people, there, there might be different things in there. So there is that is feedback, and I'm not going to say, I mean, that's after the presentation, and then I go into while you're doing the presentation. That is feedback for you, potentially, and the quality of your delivery, the quality of your content, how well you've managed to connect with the audience as well, <clears throat> how good you've managed to answer questions if they raise questions and things like that. So one thing I always do when, you know, when, whenever I, with the audience, I, I'm looking to connect from the very beginning. And then if they get restless, then I can always just look at them. I mean, one of them is just look at them and what's going on. I want to be part of that. Yeah, That's but what, what if they're already hostile? Like, what if you get up, let's say the, the speaker before you was an a-hole and he's really annoyed them and now you get up and they're venting at you. How would you, how would you handle that? Hmm. Well, you know what? The thing is, I've never had that in to that extreme. But what but I'm thinking is that. what I would do. Okay, you're going to arrange it. Then please do arrange it because I would love to put myself in that difficult situation. I think what's coming to mind right now, I mean, the audience, they are all jumping up and down and they're not happy with it. So it can be my opportunity. I can even start, you know, making some, some sounds to shake it up a little bit or say, look, people, what's going on in here? And there's a pause. Or I may just actually start with a pause, a long pause, and I just look at them. 
and see what happens. I would try different angles. I, I don't have the right answer right now. But the mm. thing is definitely, uh, yeah, because I, I never experienced that before. I, I've had, that's why I say answering the questions and making sure you keep them happy in terms of, you know, answering their questions and reacting to what they say and do. If they are, for example, you know, falling asleep, then you may need to bring more energy. But if they are already high, highly energized and they're not happy about the previous performance, then you may want to bring, you know, an, a quieter version of you. So I would mismatch their energy initially. That's something I would try. That's what's actually coming to mind, which I've done. But most <clears> of the time I start and I usually take the audience from low to high. I actually haven't had many, many chance, uh, opportunities to actually do the opposite. But I'm thinking just shake, shake up their state somehow. Maybe play some music, different t tune or something just to see, you know, what happens in that. I wouldn't say, well, people, you are like this because of the previous performer. He was crap. I wouldn't go that. I'm, that's it. That's my, that's my answer. I don't right, have maybe to, we should circle I haven't been back there. to that one then. Okay. Yeah, cool. let's let's circle let's circle back to that one because I'm sure you may have some some other I, love you. I haven't experienced it like that. I have not wanted to make sure so you feel loved. I'm rambling, I'm rambling a little bit. Ich liebe dich. I just wanted, ich liebe dich. You know, so oh. I wanted to feel the love. I wanted to feel the love. How do I deal with stage fright? Is the next question. How do I deal with stage fright? Preparation is one of them. Prepare and prepare and prepare. So you remember I mentioned being on the ball, so knowing your topic very well, that's key. And rehearse. So that preparation, part of that preparation is going to be the rehearsing. Rehearse the heck out of your talk. Rehearse in front of friends, in front of people that can give you feedback, in front of the mirror, record yourself, practice, practice, practice. And then there's one element that I always, I, this is a bit of a visualization that I always recommend and which is done by high performance and people in sports and some other areas and other businesses, which is to visualize you having successfully finished your presentation. So I want you to start thinking in your mind that you've done it already successfully. And that's a meditation that I do. I take people to the end. And once they gather all of those resources and emotions, I take them back to the beginning. I get them to visualize over and over and over again. That's another way to deal with the stage fright. What else would I say? be vulnerable. I had a person, a lady that she was freaking out. She was freaking out because she hated public speaking. And then that's how she started her talk. Look, I don't belong to the stage. I hate what I'm doing right now. But regardless of what I believe, I'm here because I've got a message. So right away, she put all of that out there, being vulnerable and open. She was still a bit nervous. It's not like it's going to go away completely. But then she was able to actually deliver a great session, a great speech. So that's another one. Uh, breathing is very good. So some breathing. and even It's quite important stage, really to breathe. Yeah, exactly. So it's important to breathe. Otherwise, you may not make it after two minutes. You may die, pass out. But what I mean is just even because I know people say meditation and everything else, but sometimes I just recommend, look, empty, empty the air you got in your lungs just completely. And then you end up with almost nothing. And then you can speak from there. There's no way you're going to be super nervous and be able to do this at the same time. And then you can use this in parts of your presentation. Or you can empty your lungs as well right before you get on stage. And you feel yourself grounded. I've given you a few ways to deal with that. It's Thank interesting you, you didn't mention questions. anything to do with NLP, EFT, or any coping strategies. 
that's quite interesting that you um, well, the future pace and the future pacing one, which is the visualization, it's got something to do with it. Then, yes, we could do anchoring. There is the circle of excellence, which I... It's it, the I always... circle of excellence. Circle of, la... of excellence. Well, I give you quickly the circle of excellence. of excellence, was it? Okay, well, whatever. Leave me alone. I want to, I want to carry on here with my answer. Okay, and cool. I use, it, I use the example of TEDx speakers or TED speakers. And you know, they have the mat, the red mat on the floor. So I, I said to them, look, even if they are not speaking on a TEDx stage, you imagine, you know, you're stepping into that circle where you have got all of your resources, everything that you want, your best piece of music, your achievements, your love, your knowledge. So every time you step into it, it's just like you're reconnecting with everything that you want. And then you do that often. And then what you're doing is you're recharging that circle of excellence. And that helps you changing your state quickly. It's another angle. I can give further information on that. There are some. I think we've spoken about this in some some previous episodes. So hey, there you have it. Circle of Excellence is another one. Powerful. All right. Let me take a quick break. I'll carry on with a quick break. Please questions. do. Thank you. You're listening to the Public Speaking as Well podcast. I'm going to do this. You do it. 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 Welcome to the Public Speaking Expert Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Ukar. We release a new episode every single Saturday, all to do with you not only being a great speaker, but speaking your greatness. Now remember to like, subscribe, and leave us a comment. And if you send us a photo of your comment on our Instagram, the Public Speaking Experts, we will send you a copy of our book absolutely on the house. So remember to do that. And also remember that if you want to book myself or Jose or both of us for an event, for a conference, to reach out because we will gladly show up and bring all of this expertise and knowledge to your team, to your audience or to your event. This week's episode is sponsored by Gig Getters from giggetters.com. If you want to get all the bookings but not lift a finger, reach out, look at giggetters.com because we make speaking easy. There we go. As you heard there, there was a conversation. Uh, we always do things live and uh, you just heard where how we decide who goes next because we just went, are you going? No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. I went. There we go. So remember that today's episode is sponsored by giggetters.com. And also, I'm happy to say that by the time this episode be out, you can go to the public speaking podcast.com and you can see all the previous episodes there as well and have access to our complimentary membership. Just look for the membership button and join us where you get all these and more on how to deal with not just stage fright, but many aspects of being a public speaker. Are you ready for question number five, six, seven, and eight, and nine, and 10? Are you ready? Wow. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Wow, 10 questions, fantastico. That's right, well, you're gonna get to do it to me in part two. Oh, exciting, yeah. Are you ready? Here we go. Ah, I didn't put the volume up. Ready? How do I make a webinar or conference call more lively? I guess a Zoom call or anything like that that's done over online. Use the power <laughs> of your voice. Use the power of your voice is one of the things I would say. And think that you are speak. I mean, the, the thing is, you know, 
I get people coming to me, well, but you know, it's not the same thing, especially if people have got their cameras on, cameras off, they're not paying attention. So how do you engage Cameras on Latino. Corazón Latino. So you can be more Latino as well. This is something I do. One thing, I ask them for interactions in the chat, which is quite common. So I get them to interact in the chat. I do breakout rooms. That's another one. I use the power of my voice so I don't keep it monotone. I'm always up and down. I get them to do exercises with me. I get them to do a bit of breathing, you know, sitting up straight or stand up, depending on what it is that we're doing that day. What else do I do? I use this. I use my gestures. I mean, because some, sometimes many people, and that's why I like to be standing up as well. When you stand up, you get 12% more oxygen reaching your brain. And Jose needs more oxygeno most of the time. Uh, while Elliot is oh, doing a silly dance, Cleopatra, Cleopatra dancing there. So I'm using my gestures. Use your hands. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah, Cleopatra dance is doing whatever. Uh, use, use your body accordingly. And sometimes, even if it's, you know, if it's the screen, of course, but you can move a little bit. And depending on what you're sharing, if you see, you can move a little bit as well. Those are some of the things I do. Then, depending on the size of the audience, I engage with people individually. But for instance, last time I had over 100 people on a Zoom call. So what do you do? Then every now and then I just get people, okay, people, I'm going to stop. Are you listening? I'm stopping right now because I haven't seen any comments, any questions, nothing going on in the, in the chat. So are you still with me? Because otherwise I'm just going to leave the call. I don't want to waste your time. And so are you here with me? The and, then, and then they leave. And then everyone leaves. And then that's <laughs> it. That's the end of the call. And then generally people start, you know, commenting, oh, we're here, Jose, we're here. So what are your questions? So I, I create those, those moments to break the state. Being present is super important. So don't be too much in your head and thinking, oh, they're not paying attention. They're not listening. They are listening, even though if you cannot see them sometimes. And if you see them, if you see someone yawning, as we spoke about on previous episodes, it can be that there is a strong connection with you. <laughs> or it might be that that person is tired. It may not need, be necessarily linked to the fact that you're presenting that day. If people, you know, turn their cameras off, it might be because they needed to go to the loo. There are so many other things that could be going on. Exactly, or a big pool like Elliot does sometimes halfway in the podcast or clubhouse or anything, you know, or no, when don't. we're having a meeting. That's <laughs> like, not true. Okay, question number six. Well, you ready? Okay, there we go. Yeah, sorry. Question, yeah. Number six. question number six, people. How do I overcome the tendency to say, mm, ah, what do you mean? Mm, ah, mm, mm, ah. How do I overcome the tendency to say, mm, ah? Like mm, the, uh, lean many, words, many, they're known as lean. I hear words. so. I hear many people. Okay, so basically, yeah, I hear. But yes, okay. Any any other one? Yeah, I do use basically a lot. I I recognize that, for instance, and I spot it in other people as well. One of the things is preparation, as I said before. But before I speak about preparation, it's being in flow. You know your topic so well. You're feeling so connected with the topic with the audience that generally the information flows differently. Where are you operating from in terms of your purpose, connection with your purpose, your identity, who you are? Are you the expert in your field that day? And then, of course, there is the element of, as I said initially, preparation. Prepare your topic, rehearse it, because then, and the, the, the best thing, even better, in my opinion, even better than speaking in front of you know people that can give you feedback record yourself and watch yourself over and over and you're going to spot those and you're going to get sick of them 
So once you get to that point, you're going to recognize them and you say, okay, what can I change that for? Or as you are going through your presentation again, you know, ah, and then you start eliminating them. It's practice. Very good. Question number seven. Oh, you hit the mic. <laughs> That's oh, what I did. No. Question number seven. That's what he did. How should I That's coordinate a presentation by multiple people? Coordinate a presentation by multiple people. What do you mean? As in multiple speakers? Yeah. Duh. Well, it could mean two things, actually. It could mean either multiple speakers or lots of speakers on stage at once. So you mean coordinating it as the MC, for instance? And then you well, there's an answer already. Look at that. Look at okay. that. Look how you did that. Such expertise. Disrupted it like it's hot. Pow. Go on. Pow. I'm burning. What's your answer, homie? Well, one one would be if you are the MC, if you're the host of that event, what's very important is always connection with the audience, measuring the level of energy as well, making sure the audience is ready for the speaker. So find a way to do that. Okay. And if you're starting the event, then it's just a warming up, okay, which is going to be important. Then you introduce the speaker. You share ideally an anecdote or something that is linked to the topic that they're going to be speaking about, or even an anecdote or something that has to do with you and the speaker. If you have coached that speaker, or if you've been in touch with them, or if you've learned, if you've read the book, bring some of that, some of that that speaks about your connection with them, then introduce them with high energy, but high energy in this case, I'm not saying shouting or anything, introduce them, you know, in a way that meets where the audience is at. And then what you do is create smooth transitions between, you know, the different speakers. Very good. And make, make sure between one speaker and the other, measure how are they? Are they ready to be listening to another speaker or do they need a bit of energy? Do they need to do something differently to shake up their state so their minds are ready? Always, that's why, you know, measuring the level of rapport, the level of connection, the level of energy before you introduce the other one because you want each speaker to have the greatest impact in the audience. And you want the audience to be ready to receive what the speaker is going to yeah. do. That's my response. Boom, bang, chicka, boom, bang. Very good. Nope. Okay, we've got two, three left. Are you ready? Yes. What techniques do you use to engage a live audience? What techniques do I use to engage a live audience? I bring myself, buddy. Are you on Riverside, mate? <laughs> yeah, but that's I not bring, the question. Well, the, yeah. The, so what okay, techniques the, the do you use? The most important... Well, the most important thing, I'm going to call it, I work on my presence, being there with them. Uh -huh. And then, of course, there is the prep, the whole, I'm going to go back to preparation. So but by the time I'm there, I know more or less what I'm going to be saying, but I leave room for flexibility. Because if the audience moves in different directions, or they change their state or their emotions, or they react differently and unexpectedly, then I can pick them up. And I can deal with that on the spot. So I'm always kind of working what could happen, what could go wrong, what could be, you know, not work. So I always have like a plan B or a plan C and I trust the process. So in my mind, even if something goes wrong, then I'm, I'm there. I know I will manage it. I know I will find the resources. Then I structure my presentation in a certain way, depending on what I'm going to be using. So I like to use make a point, tell a story most of the time or tell a story and make a point as part of the structure I can bring to it always using the body language to my advantage, using the power of my voice. And depending on the size of the audience, and even if the audience is quite big, I get to answer questions to people in the front row and see what's going on here. And I do like to have fun. So sometimes I don't go cracking jokes, but I have kind of, you know, very intimate interactions with the audience as well. 
on a one-to-one, -one, which is possible. And then everyone else in the audience is feeling connected through that person as well. Those are some of the tools, techniques. Um, bringing props, if you can bring props to it. So if you have the phone, if you know you can elevate your story, that's one thing that you can also do. I do like self-deprecation. Going back to techniques, self-deprecation, I make fun of myself and sometimes it takes the pressure That's easily off. done. That's, that's easily done. It is very easy and I do it all the time and Elliot helps me. Then the power of the pause and much more. Very good. Some very cash good. in there. Nice Thank tip. you very much. I received some. How points. would you ensure key information is understood and remembered? key information is understood and remember. That's the power of storytelling, I would say. Mm -hmm. Delivering in a way that is simple, that is short, that is succinct. Making like it relatable as well. You liking my answers? What? I like your answers. <laughs> yeah, and I like you. Well, how is that funny then? If you like my answers. Because you say short and succinct out. and I said I like your answers. Oh my God. Making me work for it today. Carry on. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad it's going to be my turn to be asking the questions. So, um, what else was I saying? So I say, sure, succinct. But making it making it relatable and a great example. If and I always go back to it when uh, Steve Jobs said, you know, when he launched the iPod for the first time, that you're going to have the opportunity to have thousand songs in your in your pocket. So that way, it's making it relatable, easy to understand to be understood, easy to understand, easy for people to actually talk about it, and then delivering it with your own energy because that's when you're going to be conveying those emotions and it's going to connect with the audience. Instead of talking about technicalities, adapt that information so to make sure, you know, that is, you know, you know, make sure that it lands. And how do you know it lands? You're going to see it in people. And sometimes you can even, you, you know, as you say something, yeah, it's that making sense and you look at them. Did it land okay? Any questions, depending on the size of the audience. But most of the time, they're going to be nodding. Or if they go like, they give you the poker face, then you know there's not landing. And then you need to do something about it. You need to start changing how you're delivering it. And maybe making face? it simplify it even more. The, the, what, the poker face is good. The poker the face. Poker face. Oh, goodness me. There he is again. With the, I, I've got problems with I thought you said poker, to as in poker. I was like, what? Poker face. No, poker, poker face. Poker face. Got it. Okay, How many cool. Questions left? I'm tired one of more, stuff. one more. What's Pizza, the matter where with are you? you? Oh. Here we go. Ready? Hmm. Last question. Can you tell me about a previous speech where the audience reacted positively to your words? By the way, for everybody watching live, you would see me looking down. I'm reading the questions from my phone. I'm not looking at anything else, just in case, like, hey, it's so rude. He's looking at his phone. Oh, it's, no, it's he not, didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Well, I'm reading it from the phone. So can you tell us a time when actually someone reacted positively to your talk? Surely there's one of them. <laughs> I mean, the, the, this one is actually easier than the ones when people have been nasty to me. Because I, I think I, want, I told you the story. I think... Only there was one occasion where this lady in the audience, she reacted so negatively that then some more people actually connected with that. And I guess, and I want, I want you to, to answer, to provide your answer to that question after I answer this one here. Because then at that point, I didn't know what to do. And that's why mm -hmm. I decided to start making sure I answer all questions. I don't leave any, you know, rock on turn or a mobile phone on turn for those of you looking at this. And if I remember, yeah, uh, the most recent one, 
was when I was the, the MC, the Master of Ceremony for the TEDx up in Sheffield. And how do I know? Because people were giving me feedback. So they really enjoyed it. They liked it. They took information away. They have fun. And which is something I didn't intend to do. I got them to learn how to say hola in three different versions. Hola, hello in Spanish. And when I finished that's that part of the of that session, which is was one of the breaks between one well between speakers, they actually started just giving me hola, hola, hola. So that was another sign of connection. Very does that good. answer I, your I question, think, Elliot Kay? Huh? Yeah, it does. I think very well done. You answered the ten questions uh, really well. So congratulations. Uh, I will uh, I will answer the question about the hostility and then we'll yeah, wrap this on. up because I think it's been very interesting. It's been interesting. I know it's slightly different format. Um, we put Jose on the spot, but then he gets to put me on the spot in part two. So it's quite interesting to see what answers we have for the most popular questions out there. So how you deal with a hostile crowd? Uh, in my experience, when it happens, it doesn't happen very often, but actually how you deal with it will say a lot about your authority and expertise. So when I've come across it, there's several ways to do. Obviously, you've got to find what works for you. So the first thing actually I do is I ask what's going on. Okay, okay, look, people, I can see you're not happy. What's going on? Then what tends to happen is you get a lot of people start to shout what's going on. So then that gives you the chance to go, I can't listen to you all at once. I need to listen to a few of you at a time. So can you give me the respect and allow one person to speak at a time so I can hear what's going on and what you're not happy about? Then people start to talk. They start to address why they're unhappy. That speaker did this. Da, da, da. They said that. Da, 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 da. You start to listen. You take note. You really listen. You stand in majesty pose, something I teach of the archetypes, which you'll learn on the Friday as well. But you stand in your mind, which means that you're authoritative but calm. Even if under the surface your heart is going, it gives you real stature and strength. Then as you start to listen, you start to address. Now you address from a place of getting them on your side, not in a defensive way. So, okay, so if I address this, would you be happy with that? If I look into that, da-da-da. Can we make a note of that to make sure da-da, right? You, can you see me at the end? Because I think there's more of a one-to-one -one conversation. The moment the audience feel that they're heard and listened to and respected, they come down a notch. Once you've got them down a few notches, then it's like, okay, so can we put that to one side right now? And can we move forwards with the talk I wanted to give? So we've already lost a few minutes, so I might have to accelerate a few bits. Is that okay with you? Yes. Boom. You move forwards. Pow. Mic drop. In your face. Yeah. Boy. That's how you do it. Nice one. Nice one. I'm glad Thank I you. did mention some of those things in my own way. And yeah, good points. Good points. Absolutely. Especially, well, I was thinking, well, any audience it can happen with any audience but I was any audience any size students as well mm, yeah it depends i've seen it happen cool. and it's happened to me and that's how it's been addressed good stuff so this brings a, a conclusion to this episode so you've been listening to the public speaking expert podcast um it's sponsored by giggetters.com so if you want to get all the speaking opportunities without lifting a finger make sure you go to giggetters.com and have a read of the website fill in the form and let's have a conversation about making speaking easy for you now, today's a slightly different format. We grilled Jose. You've been listening to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Ucar. Follow us on Instagram and join us next week for even more. Remember to always speak your greatness. Subscribe, rate, and comment.